This frightening episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast has been brought to you by Rich's Billiards. 5815 Weber, not your average heroes. New name, same place. And welcome, welcome to all, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Halloween. Welcome to a very scary and frightening episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. I am your host, the main event, the monstrous main event player, the monstrous super sea kid, the god among gods, and the king among kings, and the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth today is Halloween. Today is a time where you can go out and wear a mask. Despite the fact that we're in a complete ridiculous pandemic, you can wear a mask and come out and play. You can come out and go get your candy from any place other than here at my house and head over to certain places that are happening today, including several shows involving the murderous Shattered Sun, and also the monstrous The Periwinkle Massacre, and all to take place at Bruce's Street later on tonight, and also a big show taking place over at Rich's Billiards tonight. So the main event will explain all and more. Plus, in addition to all of the frightening things that you'll want to hear, on this frightening episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, we take a look back at Halloween Havoc from NXT. And then we talk about some of the gruesome wrestling that happens, including AEW's Full Gear, coming on Saturday, November 7th. And who shot Bravo? You will all find out on this frightening edition of the Main Event Talk Podcast. So in the meantime, let's begin with a little classic from long time ago, from a man named Boris. He was known as Bobby Pickett. And you may have heard this song a few times in your life, but just in case you haven't, here is how it goes. My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flag. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. 
Not yet, just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed she was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match. It's now the monster match. The monster match. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the match. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the match. It's now the monster match. Everything's cool, Drax a part of the band And my monster mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what is said Then you can mash Then you can monster mash The monster mash And do my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can monster mash You talk about a classic that never gets old, and every time I hear it on Halloween, it always gets better. <coughs> that was the Monster Mash, done by a man by the name of um, Bobby Pickett, who uh, did the song uh, years and years ago. You know, uh, I know that most of you probably have not heard it, and others have probably heard this song before, you know, because it's a, a graveyard smash, if you will. <laughs> but it's a great, great song. I, I still love it to this day. It is pr- very appropriate for Halloween. Oh, but by the way, I do have a huge surprise for everybody. I do have a huge surprise. Because it's not the only song I'm going to be playing on this episode. Usually, <coughs> usually there is two. There is two. One that happens now, one happens at the end. But there is going to be something happening later on. Oh, yeah, you'll find out what that is. Because it's a Halloween edition. The Halloween edition of the main event talk. On Halloween Havoc. And speaking of Halloween Havoc, if you guys have not had an opportunity to check out NXT's Halloween Havoc, it is actually now on the WWE Network, so you can get an opportunity to check it out for yourself and so much more. We'll talk about that in just a moment. And also, speaking of Halloween Havoc, the main event is going to be... I've been checking out some of the classic Halloween Havocs from a long time ago on my WWE Network. When I resubscribe... Well, before I resubscribe, I started watching some of the older ones from uh, the, the 1989 Halloween Havoc. I think at the time when the... Uh, well, they call it the Thunderdome at the time. I think that was the original Thunderdome from what I understand. It was Ric Flair... Versus Sting, uh, Ric Flair and Sting teaming up to take on the team of the Great Muda. And I think it was Terry Funk. Yeah. And it was, um, let me see if I'm trying to remember this. Uh, I remember this match very, very well. Where 
Ole Anderson was the designated Terminator for Ric Flair and Sting. And Gary Hart was the designated Terminator for that, that team. Now, there's no pinfalls or submissions in this match. What happens is whoever submits or whoever gives up has to throw in the towel. You have to throw in the towel. That's the only way to win the match. And I remember that match so well. And nobody really threw in the towel at all. And um, it was crazy, you know, watching, you know, some of the classics, including the whole thing with uh, Halloween Havoc that took place in 1990. The whole thing with the Black Scorpion, that was... It was pretty good. I'll admit the whole thing with the Black Scorpion thing was, you know, pretty good back in the 90s. But then at the end, when when they revealed who it was, supposedly it wasn't supposed to be Ric Flair. It was supposed to be somebody else to play the Black Scorpion, you know. And <laughs> it, it was some crazy, crazy fucking shit, dude. It was nuts. I couldn't believe it. But I love watching it. I love watching some of the classic um, Halloween Havocs from... You know, not just 1989, but 1990 and 1991. I had stopped at 1992 when they began the whole spin the wheel, make the deal concept. Where I remember it was Sting taking on Jake the Snake Roberts. And in this match, um, the wheel was spent from the uh, from the middle of the pay-per-view. And at that time, <coughs> at that time when I remembered it, because it took place over Philadelphia. Um they spin the wheel and it and it landed on coal miner's glove now what it is is uh is quite simple and i remember something like this years ago and they reintroduced it right back here in wcw where in this match it's basically a regular match however you want to do it but whoever uses the coal miner's glove has to go to the very far corner climb up the pole get the glove use it and that's how you win the match and you don't have to necessarily, you know, I mean, you don't win just by hitting the opponent with the fucking glove. You, you know, you still got to be by pinfall or submission, you know, and I've seen how that shit goes. But, yeah, they brought the spin the wheel make the deal concept in uh, 1992 and then 1993. And that was, and I think that was it. After that, those were the only two years where they had spin the wheel make the deal. And then, of course, they brought spin the wheel make the deal on Halloween Havoc at NXT. But we'll, like I said, we'll talk about that in a moment. But if you guys are interested in checking out some classic Halloween Havoc um pay-per-views go to the wwe network subscribe to it and check out all the classic pay-per-views all the classic halloween havocs from 1989 all the way down to 2000 that was the last halloween havoc they ever did well that in the nxt one now <clears throat> before before we get into what we need to talk about on this episode of the main event talk podcast we've got some stuff that are going to be happening uh later on today and let's see if we can go ahead and get this out of the way because we know there's going to be some tremendous shows that are going to be taking place over on Halloween. So, and we start off with our good friends, Shattered Sun. They're going to be having a show that's going to be happening over at Rich, uh, over at Bruce's Street tonight. And um, I'm reading this right here. This is on the uh, Shattered Sun's page. Uh, it says here, our show Halloween night at Brewster Street Ice House is officially sold out. So that means you can't get any more tickets at. Oh, wait a minute. I just realized something. Wait a minute. If they're sold out, does that mean I can't get in? Oh, 
Home Star, you better make some fucking connections. And Marcos, if you're listening to this right now, you better get my ass in there. I don't care how. I don't care if I have to disguise myself as the boogeyman. You are letting the main event in. You're putting the sound as Furman only let him in. Everybody else can go kiss my ass. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But anyways, uh, let's see. Uh, keep posting this week to our uh, socialists and see one one for your chance to win tickets. Oh. Oh man, I can get win, win tickets from C101. And uh, yeah, l- l- let me continue on here if you don't mind. We are extremely excited and thankful to be performing for you guys. It's been a long few months, and we are prepared to give you guys one hell of a show. See you very soon. And of course, C101. <clears throat> C101. Sorry, C101 presents the Bled For You album release, and it is sold out. It's going to feature not only my good friend Shattered Sun, but also the return of the Periwinkle Massacre, and also Zombie King. They're going to be playing over there at the show as well. Uh, I believe the doors are going to be open around maybe 7 or 8 o'clock, I think, and then that's when the show is going to begin and stuff. And, um, and, and as always, guys, man, I don't know exactly what the protocol is for... Uh, Bruce's Street and everything, but I do know that if you guys are going to be over at the event, you have to be safe, all right? You have to wear your mask. You have to, you know, be distanced from everyone else, you know, have yourself a great time. Halloween, this year's Halloween is going to be very, very interesting considering the position that we're in. Because, you know, 4th of July was okay, but it really didn't bring in anything that just, you know, got my attention. So now here we are on Halloween. And we don't know exactly what's going to happen, you know. So we know that there's going to be some shows happening. We know some of the bars are open. That's a good thing. And we know that anytime you go to a show or anytime you go to any place at all, you have to be safe. So you have to wear your mask. You have to be clean. And if you are sick, if you are sick, please stay home. Please stay home under any circumstances. Just stay home. And also to remind everybody... Pull your clocks back one hour, okay? Pull your clocks back one hour. That means extra time to sleep or extra time to drink or extra time to do whatever. So that's always a good thing. So check out my good friend Shattered Sun, the Periwinkle Massacre, and Zombie King over at Bruce's Street later on tonight. C101 presents the Bled For You album release show. It should be a tremendous show over Bruce's Street tonight. Be ready for that and so much more. Now... Let's also get to another show that's going to take place, and this is going to take place over at Richard's Billiards. Now, if we can just get to it, if you don't mind, um, we know that, um, I know they've been, um, oh, okay, here we go, uh, <laughs> and I'm reading this just now on the Richard's Billiards, uh, Facebook page. Uh, yes, we're open for the show, we're oh. We are showing the UFC fight. Oh, yeah, the UFC fight that took place over at, uh, I think it was this past Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Oh, by the way, um, and let me get this out of the way. Okay, look, I like Khabib. I think he's a great fighter, but I don't believe in this retirement bullshit. I, and, and honestly, honestly, let me also say this just to get it out of the way. Khabib, I like Khabib. I, you know, he's a great fighter, tremendous deal. I don't believe he's retired, okay? And 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 the same applies to uh, Conor McGregor. I don't give a rat's ass what he was saying. Look, Conor's not retired. I know he's not re- He's only retired just because he won one fight and that was it, okay? That was it. The ploy is quite simple, guys. Conor McGregor's not retired. 
I don't see it happening because because otherwise he wouldn't be getting a deal to try to fight Manny Pacquiao somewhere in the near future. Have you heard about that story? The story about Conor McGregor going to be in the boxing ring and he's going to take on Manny Pacquiao sometime in the future. I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't think he's retired. I don't think he's retired at all. So the whole thing could be, while it was nice, while it was good, like him, dig him, great fighter, don't believe he's retiring. Don't. I don't care about the press conference and all that. I don't believe it. Way too fucking soon. Greatest of all time, don't believe it. Okay? That's just my opinion. But anyways, back to the whole thing with Rich's Billiards. Um, They're having a show over on Halloween as well. Doors are open at 9 p.m. It's going to be on Halloween night, uh, Saturday night, October 31st. uh, 18 and up are welcome. Um, It's going to feature, looks like... Uh, looks like a Ramones tribute band, um, uh, Senate, Senate, or C-Date, or whatever the fuck this is, I mean, shit, yeah, um, I'm not, let's see, if, so, I think this is supposed to be, like, a Misfits tribute, I think, um, let's see if I'm reading this correctly, 138 revapped, I think that's what it is, yeah, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm apologizing for not reading this correctly here because I'm trying to, I'm trying to see exactly what uh, the cover charge is, but it doesn't really tell me anything. Let me see if I can, yeah. And I, and I'm trying to get this out of the way, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <coughs> trying to see because the show is supposed to happen on Halloween, but I cannot for the life of me figure. Okay, here we go. Here's. Here's a little bit more information. Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, 138 revamp Misfits Tribute and Sedated Ramones Tribute Band. So that's what's going to happen. Okay. And uh, I got the information right here. Doors open at Saturday, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. That's going to be good. And also, let's see. Um, Halloween night, Corpus Christi, Texas. Costumes are welcome. Uh huh. Okay. Um. Doesn't seem like there is a. I think there's no. If I'm not mistaken, there's probably no cover charge. If I'm not mistaken correctly, but uh, we know that uh, the show is going to happen over at Richard's Billiards. It's uh, like I said, 138 uh, revamp uh, Misfits tribute band and sedated a Ramones tribute band. And there's like uh, I know there's like two other bands that was just mentioned on here, but. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that when I can. So that's the two shows that are going to take place. Um, one over for uh, Shattered Sun over Bruce's Street. And then, of course, the show that's going to take place over at Richard's Billiards. This coming Saturday night on at Richard's Billiards on Halloween night. It's going to be a great show on both parts. Can't wait to see if there was a way for me to go to both shows, you know, I wouldn't mind going in any way possible. And the good thing is if I wear a mask, I won't be faulted for it, you know. <laughs> but anyways, guys, if you guys give you guys got nothing to do on either Saturday night or either show or in any way possible, go over to Brewster Street and check out Shattered Sun, The Periwinkle Massacre and Zombie King and check out how that goes over at Brewster Street this coming Saturday, or this tonight, as a matter of fact, and also go over to Richard's Billiards at 5815 Weber and check out the 138 revamped Misfits Tribute Band, and also sedated Ramones Tribute Band, it's going to take place, of course, like I said earlier, uh, 8 p.m., <clears throat> 8 p.m. is when 
well, the doors are going to be open anyway, you know, so going to start at 8 p.m., going to end around 2, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, actually, when I think about this, it's actually going to, even though it'll say 2 o'clock, it'll still be 1, but <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so let's let's get this part out of the way here. Uh, I mentioned a couple of things on the beginning of this show. Um, I was listening. Oh, okay, I was watching Impact. Okay, now I didn't see much of Impact Wrestling's uh, show, but I mentioned the whole thing about the wedding. Re- remember the whole thing that I mentioned about. Uh, there's a wedding that's going on between Chris Chris Sabin or Kip Sabian or whatever the fuck that dude's name is and Penelope Ford, right? Okay, well, there's another one that's happening over with... Well, it's not happening now, but this took place this past Tuesday. Um, The whole thing with Rosemary and Johnny Bravo, I think that's his name. Okay. The wedding ends up... Uh, you know, and I, And I've said this before... Anytime when there is a wedding involved in wrestling, anytime there's a, w- a wedding involved in wrestling, it's bound to end up a disaster. It anyway, po- just look at Lita and Edge, okay? Just look at Lita and Edge. Just look at Kane and Lita. Uh, how about that whole thing with Triple H and Test or or Stephanie and Test? And it, it, it's like uh, Rusev. Rusev went in that whole ridiculous wedding thing. Now all of a sudden, we're in this position. Where we're now witnessing to this wedding, and I'm saying to myself, okay, so I'm watching this wedding, right? I didn't see what happened, but I'm watching it, right? And I'm wondering, okay, first few things that came to my head was, okay, somebody's gonna come out and proclaim that they're lesbian and they want to go ahead and you know proclaim their love to their victim or whatever the fuck, or or Johnny Bravo cheated on on rosemary to marry a goat or something like that or or i'm 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 expecting something that isn't out of the ordinary father james mitchell comes out in the wedding right and 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 the crazy thing and the <laughs> i'm laughing at this because it's the stupidest thing a few months ago a few months ago i didn't see it but i i saw some of it but let let me see if I remember this correctly. Father James Mitchell dies, right? He dies, and all of a sudden you bring him back to life. Okay, so far it's 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 stupid. It's it's completely stupid. But anyways, the stupidity continues from here on out. Okay, so I'm watching, I'm watching this right. This whole thing with the the wedding and i'm wondering what the fuck is gonna happen okay father james mitchell is doing the ceremony i'm like okay this is gonna be good and dearly beloved we got that here today yada 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 blah 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 i'm just like okay well this is um it's nice it's pretty good i'm liking where this is going so far so uh okay and i'm just all all i'm waiting for is a disaster to happen that's all I want, right? A disaster. I see Rosemary on one side. I see the whole thing with, uh, what you call it, Johnny Bravo on the other. Johnny Bravo looks like a fucking geek. I said, did you see how he dressed? I mean, Rosemary is, is good. I mean, Halloween, Halloween type, you know, pretty good. Nothing wrong with her. And then the other side, you got a Johnny Bravo dressed like he just, 
he just stepped out of Chippendales the wrong way. You know, I just, <laughs> I don't get it. But anyways, so I'm, I'm watching this and everything. And then all of a sudden the lights turn out and then I hear a shot. I hear a shot like, what the fuck just happened? And then as the lights reappear, there's Johnny Bravo laying down and he's dead. He's laid down and he's dead. And here's Tommy Dreamer wearing the Road Warrior animal. Big tribute to him and everything. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, Tommy. He lays down next to Johnny Bravo and decides to go ahead and scream out the words, No! It's like, Really? Really? Okay, listen. <laughs> and let me get this out of the way, please. I'm a huge fan of... I, I love Impact Wrestling, okay? I like where it was going, but Impact Wrestling has had a very bad time like, one minute, they would do good, right? They would do good in their wrestling, right? Every way possible. But then, all of a sudden, when I see this shit, it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? What in the hell are you fucking doing? You know, I, I, I just don't get it. So, they go ahead, right? And I'm just like, are you fucking serious? They pull this little crap on. I'm just like, come on now. Are you serious? Okay, so... I, you know, I, well, then again, I had to expect this. I really had to expect this because of the fact that it's Impact Wrestling. That's all I can say. It's Impact Wrestling. The fact that they had no choice but to go ahead and pull off this little crazy deal, right? And I'm just like, Okay, so they couldn't come up with anything more better to do than this. So now they leave a mystery. Okay, this this is the thing. With all due respect, I love Impact Wrestling. I love where, where they have been going so far. But this is borderline ridiculous. You know, I thought, hey, you know what? And I just realized something. We, we just got one wedding out of the way now with Impact Wrestling. And that was just beyond crap. Beyond ridiculous. Who shot Johnny Bravo? To me, I don't give a rat's ass because it's not going to make sense. All you could have done, all you could have done to make this a whole lot better. This is just my opinion. But then again, when you have a wrestling angle involving a wedding, it doesn't go well. All right? You can have um, Sue Young come out and make love to Rosemary right on top of the ring. I would have I enjoyed that. Johnny Bravo would have... would have. Um, or Taya Ty, uh, Valkyrie. Yeah, Taya Valkyrie would have came out and, and would have, you know, proposed her love to Johnny Bravo, right? That would have happened, right? But then I then it occurred, okay, just speaking of her, I think it occurs to me, and I think it occurs to a lot of other people that I think, I think she had something to do with what happened to Johnny Bravo. It's not there yet, but I see it coming. I, I just, <laughs> all I know is, Impact Wrestling. <sighs> he did good, guys, but come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Speaking of things coming on now, a big shout-out to Thunder Rosa. Um, Thunder Rosa recently, about a few days ago, had lost her NWA Women's Championship 
uh, a women's world championship against um, uh, Serena Serena Deeb, uh, someone that I've seen in the ring. Uh, congratulations, by the way, going out to the new NWA women's world champion in Serena Deeb. Um, and I love, <laughs> I love when people decide that they're going to go ahead and start playing the game of where is she going to go from here? Okay, now, and I hate this. I don't know why. And this is exactly why social media is the dumbest thing going in today. Especially when they don't know what the fuck's going on. So, here's my thought on this. So, Thunder Rosa loses the title, right? And, you know, big congratulations to Serena. She deserves it, definitely. Great worker, great wrestler. Love, love her work uh, with the Straight Edge Society with CM Punk years ago, right? And I'm like thinking, okay, well, hopefully there's going to be a rematch somewhere down the road, and I can't wait to see this matchup and see what happens. And then all of a sudden, social media is blowing up like crazy over this whole thing with Thunder Rosa, right? Thinking she's going to go to AEW. She's going to go to WWE. And I'm like, really? She just lost the title. And here's something I know. Um... I could have swore Thunder Rosa was still working for the NWA, and uh, unless she got out of her contract with NWA, I don't see her going any other place. And then, sure enough, a statement was made by Billy Corgan, who said that she is still under contract until 2001. So that means that Thunder Rosa is not going anywhere. Although there was this one little cute thing that I saw with Thunder Rosa where she... uh, uh, she went ahead and uh, I think uh, I saw the video where she pulled uh, pulled her tights down just halfway. And you can see right there where it's written where it says AEW, WWE, or NWA. And 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 Thunder Rosa's and I, I love what she did right there because I think she I think she has an idea that she's feeding off what everyone is assuming you know and i'm glad for that because i hate it when people just jump on the idea that oh thunder rose is going to go to aew or thunder rose is going to go to the wwe or thunder rose is going to go to ring of honor it's like dude okay first of all before you decide to get hysterical and start jumping on hoops and everything stop for a moment and think for just a slight moment the fact that yes even though thunder rosa made an appearance in aew dynamite it doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to be working for the company now i agree that i wanted to see her win the aew women's world title over there i would have loved to have seen that but i knew it wasn't going to happen because she was still under contract with the nwa simple as that all right i i saw it everyone else saws it uh, sees it but yet social media world is just going fucking nuts. Uh, I saw a recent tweet from Thunder Rosa saying, what is your favorite wrestling news? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not exactly, well, I'm, I'm sort of wrestling news a little bit, but I'm someone that will actually give you the truth in every way possible, you know. But anyways, oh, Thunder Rosa, love her, dig her, and I hope she gets an opportunity to gain a chance at the NWA Women's World title. As far as I'm concerned, I can't wait to see the rematch, and I can't wait to see how far this is going to go. And, you know, hey, to all the fucking social media trolls out there that believe in anything that you hear, hey, thank you for being stupid, okay? 
Big shout out to Thunder Rosa, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let's kind of let's kind of jump the beat up here a little bit, and I know some people are gonna get ready to want to hear my thoughts on uh, Halloween Havoc. We're gonna talk about that in just a moment, and also we're gonna talk about some of the matches that are gonna take place over full gear that's gonna happen live Saturday. November 7th on pay-per-view. I'll give you some details on that and so much more. And let's continue the beat, shall we?
talk about one of the all-time classics from years ago man this is still one song that's definitely chilling to listen to and i love listening to it every chance especially when halloween comes around that was king diamond with sleepless nights off the album conspiracy and if you've not heard any of these halloween songs that i've just played for you you go ahead and look over to spotify and find king diamond look for conspiracy look for sleepless nights and i promise you you will not be disappointed (laughs) Now, let's get on with the festivities, shall we? Uh, We know that um, AEW's Full Gear has happened. Uh, Well, AEW's Full Gear is about to take place live Saturday night, November 7th, live on pay-per-view, and several of the matches have already been put together. (coughs) And let's see if we can... um, Sorry, go ahead and get right into this, shall we? Uh, All right, there's a Wikipedia page right there. Several of, the ma- several of the matches have already been put together and everything, so we've got about one, two, three, four, five, about eight matches that are about to take place over on AEW's Full Gear. And some of these matches, uh, this is going to be great to watch. And, uh, well, let's see what happens. And uh, I'll give you my thoughts about this uh, next week. As a, as a matter of fact, the pay-per-view is going to be next week. So the main event's going to be interested in that. So here are all the matches that are going to take place. AEW's Full Gear, live Saturday night, November 7th, on pay-per-view. And we start off with Hangman Adam Page going one-on-one against Kenny Omega. Uh, it is right here, the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. A winner receives an AEW Championship match. This is... This match... First of all, it was very predictable, okay? Because all of us knew that Hangman is going to eventually go one-on-one against Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega was going to eventually go up against Hangman Adam Page. So that's that's nothing new. It's nothing new at all. So we saw this coming a mile away. This one right here, for the AEW TNT Championship, Cody Rhodes will be defending his championship with Arn Anderson in his corner against Darby Allen. Um you know, I'm I'm going to say this because it's true um why? I mean seriously why? 
why Darby Allen, and more importantly, couldn't you have had somebody else other than Darby? Oh, and speaking of speaking of that, um, the whole thing with Orange Cassidy because they had a match, uh, they had a rematch that happened this past uh, Wednesday, right? And um, boy, you can't tell me that Cody did not. Ha- I mean, I I don't know what it is, but you know what? I'm glad they did what they did. Okay, because. Okay, Orange Cassidy and Cody Rhodes had their match for the TNT Championship, and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I liked it. And I had this strange feeling that I... And I don't know why this came up, and I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I was, like, thinking in my head that we were going to see a rematch between Orange Cassidy and Cody Rhodes at the pay-per-view. I think... I think Cody's got an idea that he doesn't want Orange Cassidy to win, and more importantly, you know, this is kind of what you know, whatever. So now Darby Allen is given an opportunity at the TNT Championship that's going to take place over full gear. This one, this is the most anticipated dream match in the history of AEW as the AEW World Tag Team Champions FTR of Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood to take on the team of the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. I got to tell you, this is the match. This is the moment that we've all have been waiting for. Despite the fact that it took five years, we already boy i can't i can't wait to give you my opinion on this one but don't worry don't worry you'll know about what i feel about this match dream match no great match possible will it suck we'll find out at aew's full gear next week okay Okay, the next matchup, John Moxley will be defending his championship against Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Oh. I can't wait to talk about this one. Matt Hardy going one-on-one against Sammy Guevara in an elite deletion match so many things are popping out of my fucking head right now and I don't think anyone's gonna like where it's gonna go (laughs) okay the next matchup oh my god are you serious for the AEW Women's Championship Hakura Shida defends her championship against Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero in her corner. Automatically, everyone is thinking, haven't we seen this match already? The answer is yes. Why are we having this match? And is it just me, or am I the only one that's going to see that Nyla Rose is going to become the champion? You you couldn't put Thunder Rosa in there, at least? Or you couldn't put you could put Ivelisse or anybody you could... <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this next week. Okay. This one. Oh, dear God. Are you serious? Orange Cassidy goes one-on-one against John Silver of the Dark Order. John Silver got involved in this match that happened with Cody Rhodes and Orange Cassidy at AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday. Now, Orange Cassidy is going to go one-on-one against John Silver and... 
We already see this to be an even, well, it, it's not really an even matchup. Orange Cassidy is going to win it hands down. That's how it's going to go. Am I going to be interested? Sort of. Is it going to be a tremendous five-star match? Hell no. Is it going to lead somewhere? I hope out the fucking door. Okay. Now, this next match is going to be intriguing. And I want to talk about this next week. MJF goes one-on-one against Chris Jericho. And if MJF wins, he is allowed to join the inner circle. (laughs) How crazy is that? (laughs) All I can say is I can't wait to talk about Full Gear when it's going to happen next Saturday, Saturday night on November 7th, live on pay-per-view. I'm going to I'm gonna try and see if I can order this pay-per-view. I got the Fight TV at my house. I'll probably be able to get a chance to watch it, you know, see what goes on and everything else like that. But we'll see what happens. But anyways, I wanted to talk about uh, what took place at uh, Halloween Havoc, NXT's Halloween Havoc. First of all, I think Halloween Havoc looked good. And as I stated before, if you guys have not had an opportunity to check out NXT's Halloween Havoc, if you want to see the encore presentation, go to the WWE Network and look for NXT's Halloween Havoc, and you'll see it right there in the main event. Cannot wait to check that out and everything. So, let's start with the first matchup. Well, we're not going to cover all the matches. We're just going to cover some of the ones that I think are going to be necessary. The first one was for the North American Championship. It was going to be Johnny Gargano going one-on-one against um, Damian Priest. Now, let me... Uh, and and I, even though I know I know most of the matches and I saw some of the matches, I want to go ahead and... Um, let me see. Just here we go. Okay. I'm just trying to look for the results here. If I can find it. Here we go. Now, even though I know some of the matches that did take place and everything, uh, here we go. Really? Okay. Here are the results. Okay, here are the results. Okay. This one, the first matchup was Johnny Gargano taking on Damian Priest. We're gonna. I'm gonna actually give you the full list now. Um, Devil's Playground for the NXT. Uh, championship um, and I'll just mention the winner uh, Johnny Gargano won the match by a masked man by someone that wore a scream mask supposedly from what I understand from my inside sources that the masked man or the masked woman was supposed to be Indy Harley Hardly, but from what I understand I don't think she was there and it's supposed to be her which yeah, I mean, she looks that fucking tall. Give me a fucking break. But Johnny Gargano winning the North American Championship. My thought about that is um, I really wasn't expecting him to lose the title. Damien Priest, personally, to me, I'm glad he was a champion. And to let that title go um, off his waist, I, I didn't agree with it. I don't agree with it at all. I, I think it's a bit stupid. I think they should have held on to the title a little bit longer, but nonetheless, Johnny Gargano is now a the first ever two-time NXT North American Champion. Another singles matchup that didn't take too long. Um, 
Santos Escobar going one-on-one against Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas lost to Santos Escobar. The next matchup was the Haunted House Terror Match between Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. Dexter Loomis won that match. By the way, I understand it's Halloween Havoc. I understand the whole thing that happened, but come on now. The, the zombies, really? You know, but, Well, Furman, it's Halloween Havoc. You have to have zombies. No, we don't. We really don't have to, okay? I would I would have been okay with this match. I, I like how it looked. It was okay. The ending of it was just... Why the zombies? Why? Why? Anyways, the next matchup, this one right here, I digged. Rhea Ripley against Raquel Gonzalez. This was a fight between two eagerly tough women in every way possible. Rhea Ripley shows her dominance against Raquel Gonzalez. Rhea Ripley was fucking the shit right there. I loved it. The match was great. And another spin the wheel make the deal match is tables, ladders, and scares. Tables, ladders, and scares. Oh, my! <laughs> okay, and okay, Io Shirai defending her championship against Candice LeRae. Now, I will admit right here, I mentioned earlier that Damian Priest didn't deserve to lose the match. I think it should have been Johnny Gargano. However, in this match, I really wanted to see Io Shirai lose the title to Candice LeRae. Because it seemed like it was going to be built that way. And plus, it wouldn't surprise me if Indy Hardy got involved in this match. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But I guess however they put it together, however, well, you know, the screen person comes in again, doesn't reveal themselves to anyone. Supposedly, supposed to have been that Indy Hardy girl, but it didn't happen. Io Shirai wins the title. Uh, remains champion, and Candice LeRae ends up dead just like everybody else. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and before we talk about my my thoughts about it, I wanted to talk about um, the whole thing with the new faction going on in NXT. Pat McAfee, along with the new tag team champions, um, uh, Danny Burch and... Oni Lorcan. Let me tell you something. First of all, I'm glad those dudes are tag team champions. I'm glad those guys are tag team champions. I've been waiting for so long for those guys to be champions. And thanks to Pat McAfee, he did exactly what he did. And here's the thing. Pat McAfee had revealed a couple of things. And somehow I had this feeling that he was the guy responsible for bringing Ridge Holland in to take out Adam Cole from the TakeOver 31. So that explains that story. And then Kyle O'Reilly decides to show up and back up the Undisputed Era with all of them not being there. And then here comes Pete Dunne, right? And Pete Dunne looks amazing. Pete Dunne looks incredible. I dig him. And then all of a sudden, Pete Dunne turns on Kyle O'Reilly. And I'm like, ooh... <laughs> oh, this is the fucking shit right here. So now we've got Pat McAfee, the NXT Tag Team Champions, and now we've got Pete Dunne, now added to this group. And let me tell you something. 
I'm predicting it right here, right now. At the next takeover, which will take place at, you know, November, the, the weekend of Survivor Series. Imagine this, if you will. Pat McAfee, and you're hearing it right here first. Pat McAfee, the NXT Tag Team Champions, and Pete Dunne to take on the Undisputed Era War Games. Think about it. Think about it. That could possibly happen. That could possibly happen. But we'll see how this goes and so much more. And we're almost getting closer and closer to the end of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. So, guys, before I go ahead and take off, I just want to say to everyone, happy Halloween. And hope you guys have a have a safe Halloween in every way that you can. Don't forget to check out the shows that are going to take place over at Brewster Street with Shattered Sun and the return of the Periwinkle Massacre and Zombie King. And don't forget to check out the show that's going to take place over at Richard's Billiards tonight. It should be tremendous. And be safe, guys. Be safe. And to all the and from what I understand, I guess I don't know if there's doing there's going to be any trick or treating going on, but I do know that I got two bags of candy ready just in case if anything goes down. And I already know what I have to do and everything as far as Halloween goes. So as always, follow the main event on his Facebook at facebook.com slash at main event player. Follow me on my main event talk Facebook page at facebook.com slash at real main event talk. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. And you can also follow me on my Twitter account at twitter.com. Oh, I'm sorry, at twitter.com slash at main event player. Thank you, and also don't forget to subscribe to the Main Event Talk right here on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, or wherever it is you find your favorite podcasts. So to close this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, we say thank you, and have a frightful evening, and don't forget to wear your mask, and don't forget to be safe, and most importantly of all, Don't forget, it is Halloween. It's Hallow's Eve. Anything could happen. You could get murdered. You could get hit by a bus. Or Orange Cassidy could stop by your house and ask for candy. Orale. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can, and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Happy Halloween.
was Halloween doing Halloween off of the best of Halloween and I was very very glad to find that song and everything else like that and 
once again, guys, happy Halloween to everybody. Please be safe and um, make sure you get home safe. And to all the kids out there, before you eat your candy, check them out one by one. We want you to be safe in every way possible. So from the main event talk, happy Halloween, everybody.